Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And today we are coming at you. It's spring. We're going to be talking a little bit about some plants that are happening in our yards. There's a lot of plant activity right now, Emily. <laughs> I know. Well, especially here in Northern California. I know that in many parts of the country um, and around the world that there are areas that are still... Frozen? Yeah. Like really cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here where we live in Sonoma County, uh, everything is bursting. And it's going to be 80 degrees. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that is not my oh, my God of joy. That is my oh, my God of we're in a drought already, and it's like March. So so we're looking thumbs at a long, down. Win a long summer. Long winter. Long winter. <laughs> we're in for a long winter. That's the, the darkness that of drought. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A, a long summer and probably a very long fire season, which is, you know, not not something we look forward to here. But there's some plants that don't really require a lot of water. Truth. Rosemary. Right. So we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about rosemary. Because what's also true is that we have a lot of drought tolerant plants. Oh, hello. A crow is joining us for our podcast today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we're outside. Yeah, we're outside today because my husband is home and he is not vaccinated. So yet. <laughs> so Veronica and I took our podcast outdoors. Also, it's making us be closer to the plants we're going to be talking about. Nice. So we'll be talking about plants. We're going to be talking about actually pretty much all the plants we're talking about have some level of drought tolerance. They're all really hardy. Um, and they're really, really easy to grow in this area. And I imagine that some of them are very easy to grow in other areas as well. I think so. Yeah. So I hope you guys can hear that because these crows are either fighting or mating. I'm not sure which, you know, they look so similar. A fine line. <laughs> it's a fine line in every animal kingdom. Um, <laughs> but it's a cool sound. Um, anyway. It's pretty intense, actually. Holy moly. Oh, dear. That sounds it upsetting sounds almost, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I should should have had like a warning at the beginning of this. <laughs> Crows may be disturbing. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to, yeah, back to plants. <laughs> refocus, refocus. Uh, it's good that Veronica's here to help me stay refocused. And then everything just went silent. Weird. Um, so we're going to be talking about plants. We're going to be talking about rosemary. We're going to talk about rose. And yeah. one of my personal favorites, the bay leaf. I have a really, um, I don't even know how to talk about my relationship with bay because it's very personal. <laughs> well, I'm going to make you talk about it. Great. So. I mean, I will. But I mean, I just, I'm not even sure how to find the language. It's just, it's a feeling. It's mm -hmm. such a feeling state. Um, so rosemary, rose, bay, and lavender. Yeah. And sage. Sage. I mean, and there's a lot of different sages. Yes. So we'll talk about the um, culinary sage, which mm -hmm. I, I know many people grow. And we can talk a little bit about white sage, too. Um, and, yeah, that should round us out. And so we will be talking a little bit about the medicinal 
um, purposes of these because Veronica has that in her wheelhouse. And then I'm going to talk about ways that I've used these things magically. And I'm working from my own experience, not necessarily from a book. And mm-hmm. I really want to talk about intuition. I think it's yes. I think it's really important, and this is my bias, but I think it's really important to tune into what plants mean to you. Not what a book tells you, not what, you know, I, I mean, if you're using them medicinally, yes, you're going to want to look at that from a different way. But when you're using them magically and using them in your practice, um, I think it's important to find what messages are there. Yeah, it's not it's not like a cookie cutter, you know, like they say, use a white candle for blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not like, you have to use rosemary every time like this. Maybe you're doing, you know, weaving some magic and you're like going in your yard and you're like, actually, I'm being called to this other plant. Totally. You know? Well, and I think it's also uh, important to note, especially for folks who might not have tuned into us before, is that we really operate in our practices in that way. We don't choose the white candle because the book said choose the white candle. Mm-hmm. Um, both Veronica and I are very uh, intuitive in the way that we choose to work our own magical practices. And uh, we don't necessarily subscribe to, you got to do it this way. Because if this way, I'm using air quotes here. If this <laughs> way, I wish you could see me, uh, <laughs> doesn't feel right. Don't do it. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. And this is the message I know that you will find woven throughout all of our podcasts because it's something I know I feel really passionately about. Um, and I think you do too, not to speak for you. Yeah, I totally do. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I right. find the value, like I have several um, books on, um, you know, magical uses of herbs. Yes. I'm looking at them right now. I brought them to the podcast. So I that I, that I value. And like, I might be, oh, I'm needing some inspiration right now. Yes. You know, um, what would, if I'm wanting to weave a spell about, you know, finding my dream home, like what, what have people said in the past or what have, you know, what are some, some information I can draw upon? Then I might open a book or look, you know, online. Um, I'm not like against that. (laughs) No, no. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I, I, I'm just saying if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Nice. Um, because I do, I also have a ton of books on every magical topic in the land. Um, and I go back to them for inspiration. Mm -hmm. I go back to them for some foundational pieces that if I'm feeling disconnected or unsure, which sometimes I do. Yep. Um, it, it does. And to get ideas, like to get that inspiration can really come from hearing what other people are doing. Well, and I think like we use our intuition because yeah. we we know how to listen to our inner voice. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Sometimes you can't hear your inner voice. Like you're like, I want to do this one thing, feeling really stale and stagnant. I'm not hearing that inner voice. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like I could use some help from either a fellow, you know, pagan or maybe it's a book or maybe it's, you know, you need inspiration you know, right. Maybe you need to go sit in your yard or maybe you just need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> JK. <laughs> I wish I hadn't just said JK. JK. I mean, but, that just really says it all. Right. Nice. I know. My husband says that all the time and I just look at him and I'm like, that's so silly. Why do you say that? He's like, it's just kidding. I'm like, no, I know what it is, but it's silly. And then I just said <laughs> it and I'm like, oh, see people around us rub off on us. <laughs> Anyway, plus I'm silly, so whatever. There's that. You are very silly. I know. 
it's hard to take myself seriously. That's why we seriously. get along so well, I think. Yeah, because you're silly too. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, I guess we should talk about plants. I want to talk about Rosemary first. She just, she's coming. So I'm talking about intuition. Like she just keeps popping into my head. Like, hey, talk about me first. Well, I think that's even when we were talking about what we were going to do for the podcast. I think that was the first plant you yeah. me mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just talk and I'll just listen. <laughs> well, I have studied herbs for a long time. Yes. And from different teachers. And one of the teachers, she really said, okay, like this is amazing learning all of this about um, how to use um, herbs. This is the Western medicinal um, tradition. And guess what? I use five plants for almost everything. Do you? Well, that's what she said. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> I was like, you do? Okay. So there's like so many different approaches that you can have. Like people, oh, I use this for this. I use this for this. I use this, you know, medicinally or herbally, you know, um, magically. Um, but also you can just use five plants, three plants, you know, one plant. Like bay leaves. Like bay leaves. <laughs> Wait, bay's later, Emily. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just using that as an example of something you could do. That's all. So rosemary is top five plants for me. Like I have my top five plants and rosemary is like, boom, right there on the top. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, check this out. So we're sitting in my yard and I have a <laughs> massive rosemary bush that when I first moved in here 11 years ago was just a little start. It's amazing. I know. It's beautiful. I love you, Rosemary Bush. <laughs> it's so pretty. And it's blooming right now. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, like purple blue yeah. blossoms. And the bees love it. My they honey do. bees went just go nuts at the rosemary plant. Um, but I actually, like, intuitively, I use rosemary for a lot of different reasons. One, medicinally, is it's very... Um, uplifting mm -hmm. so you might use it to like um for depression or to increase circulation in the body uh-huh so um you can kind of feel that energetically with the plant as the plant grows i mean there's different kinds of rosemary but it rises up towards the sun like it has this uplifting feel to it mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that how I use it. You might use it in an oil or a tea or wow, it's very windy here all of a sudden. <laughs> we have an umbrella that looks like it's about to fly off. Yeah. Or the umbrella we're sitting under just made a little full circle spin here. <laughs> and uh holy moly. Interesting. <laughs> Talk about rosemary and uplifting this and the yeah. wind just picks and up the wind and takes picks off. up. <laughs> So this is part of the, like, the you're using your intuition around plants is like, if you sit with a plant or really listen and open yourself up to that plant, they'll tell you, you know, how to use them. Right. Like right now, it's like, oh, hello. Like, here comes the wind. Here comes the uplifting feeling. And she's like, she's going to be there. She's going to be there for you. She's going to be there with you, <laughs> guiding you into the upliftingness. And then magically, Emily, how, how have you used it? Um, I use, I always think of rosemary for remembrance. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like my number one, like grief go-to. Um, I put it in little pose, like I call them posies, but like little bouquets uh, that I leave 
on my altar or um, at the cemetery uh, when I'm visiting loved ones. And yeah, it just, it really makes an appearance in that way for me. But also that feeling of calling something in because of that upliftingness. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, again, like a multi-purpose herb, right? Yeah. So um, I also really like to use rosemary for cleansing. So I I can use it on its own. So that's one of the ways I do is I just take like a, a wand of rosemary and brush it down my body. Uh, and that feels very clearing and cleansing to me, I think, because it's such a vibrant herb you know it has a it just has so much energy in it uh or using it as a wand to like dip into salt water and then mm-hmm. sprinkle that salt water love it i know me yeah. too um but the brushing i i when i'm clearing my own energy and and uh getting in touch with my body in that way i really like that feeling the sensation of having an, that actually brushed over my body physically not just in my energetic space but my actual being well another plant that you love so much that we're going to talk about (laughs) that you do that with also is bay yes we do that as well with bay we do but you know what i love bay for the most what smelling it (laughs) where's your bay sprig oh it's right here i i actually every time i go on a hike i'm just gonna own it I pull off bay leaves because bay Me too. bay laurel is abundant here in it's Sonoma actually called County. California Bay. Oh, oh excuse me. California <laughs> Bay is abundant yeah, here. California. In, in, in California in Sonoma County. Uh, and I always pick sprigs and I crunch them up so I can smell them and then I put them in my bra and I rub them on my forehead before I put them in my bra so I can smell it on my face and I can smell it as I sweat, which is like so weird and a strange thing to be admitting to the whole world at large. But <laughs> I love my sweat to smell like bay. Right. I just, well, there's something energizing about it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and other thing I love bay for, were you going to say something? I well, I was going to say like medicinally it kills bacteria. So oh. makes sense. You like, <laughs> right. I was like sweat. Ooh, bacteria. Right. Yeah. What are you trying to say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know better than that. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but the, the original thing I learned about bay was to, for protection. Uh, as a protection plant, a protection herb, uh, and in travel, protection in traveling. So when I first started on my witchcraft journey, I used to, every time I'd go on a trip, I would take Bay and put it in my wallet. Wow. And take it with me. And currently I actually have Bay from your property in my car from like early on in the pandemic. I grabbed, I stopped by to drop something off and I grabbed a sprig and I pulled all the leaves off and stuck them in my um, cup holder. And so they're in my car right now. I love Bay. Yeah, it's so good. I have a story about Bay because I grew up in Phoenix, so we didn't have Bay. Oh, uh huh. So I would come here in the summertime, and we would go to the woods, Muir Woods specifically, mm-hmm. and with the redwood comes the Bay. Oh, right, they're friends. They're friends. Mm-hmm. The redwood loves the Bay, and the Bay grows like crazy, like twists and turns around the redwood, trying to find the light. You know, because uh-huh. these huge giant redwoods are like taking up all the light, and they're like, "Oop, I'm coming right through and finding the light." Um, but my grandma would take us to Muir Woods, and the smell is what I remember the most. Mm-hmm. Like I would always grab a leaf. And I would put it in my diary. Oh, uh-huh. 
as like, this is what I did today. I went to Muir Woods with grandma. And then I always have, so I still have my diary as a child with old bay leaves. They don't smell anymore. Right. <laughs> but like I had that scent of like childhood and summertime because mm -hmm. the scent of bay in the summer sun is intoxicating. Yes, it is. It's, that is a really, for me, that's yeah. one of the smells of summer mm -hmm. is that hot bay smell. Yeah. Bay's yeah, amazing. It is. Also funny thing, people put it in their beans so you don't fart. Right. Right. That's a funny thing. It's a gas remover. Yeah, it's a gas remover. So, so let me ask you this, Veronica, because here's a question I've wondered. This smells, this California bay smells mm -hmm. really different than the bay leaves that I purchase at the market for culinary reasons. Mm -hmm. Are they the same thing? I think they're different. Yeah. I, I don't know for to. sure, but I think it's a different bay. Yeah. So this is the California bay laurel that was in my backyard. Yes. Um, but there's other kinds of bay. Yes. So most likely the kind that you find in the grocery store is probably not the California Bay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I've thrown the California Bay in my beans and been like, oh, yeah, this is really different. Than <laughs> when I, I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, this. it's a it's a it's a lot stronger. It's, yeah, I was gonna say it's more pungent, but it's also fresher. Yes. Which might be part of that because yes. the bay, the bay tree is very oily. Yes, it like has a, a lot of resin. It's very resinous. Uh, so essential oil, you could, people mm -hmm. use the essential oil, but it's very strong and essential oils can be, you know, you have to, you have to use yeah. them with caution and dilute. Yes, exactly. Yeah, here, here's some, what they sound like. Can you hear it? <laughs> this is me cleansing myself with bay. <laughs> Do you hear that? Oh, you make a better sound. Yeah. You just rattle it yeah, back and just forth. Rattle it just everywhere. like a rattle. Like if you're. Whew. And that's what it feels like. It like does it's feel that like cleansing, that. like a oh. rattle, like you're rattling. We should just do this. Your all negative day. energy oh. off of your body. <laughs> I wish you were all here with us so we could. Maybe you're imagining it. Just close your eyes and imagine yourself being cleansed by rattling bay. It's awesome. Yeah, bay's an amazing plant. I'm glad that you love bay. Oh, I love it. It's one of my faves. Uh, another thing about bay, just, you know, we, we need to like get through all the plants yeah. in this short amount of time. But uh, one of the things I love about bay leaves is that they're a lovely surface to write upon. Oh. So you look surprised. Have we not I done this together? Am? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? So if you're, you can do this in a couple ways. So if you're making um, like a bundle, mm -hmm. you, like a spell bundle, um, you can write intentions or words or something that you want to really energize and write them on the bay leaf and then include the bay leaves in your spell bundle uh, as a way to kind of supercharge the words and the spell. Nice. Um, or this is something I do, and I don't know where I learned this. So I can't tell you, I can't direct you to a book or a tradition. It's just something I do that I'm sharing with you that may or may not resonate for you. Uh, you can also write on them and put them in a simmer pot. So I know a while back I did a talk about creating simmer pots for protection in your homes. Nice. And uh, using bay leaves is one of the things you can do is to write words like protection, wellness, safety, love, or whatever it is that you're wanting to call into your house or keep out of your house, right? Mm -hmm. And put those in your pot, in your simmer pot on your stove. So a simmer pot uh, is just a pot of water that you add herbs and uh fruit you can add like oranges or lemons or limes um too and you let it simmer and it infuses your house with this lovely scent and the energy that you're intending with it so it's basically like 
a bubbling spell. It's like a potion spell on your stove. So magical. Right? <laughs> so witchy. I just like pictured a cauldron. Yes. Like I actually, what I pictured was like putting it outside my front door, you know, oh. like boiling it so it's going and then like putting it outside my front door so As there's like steaming, steaming mm. you know, especially with the bay. Yeah. Because I've done bundles of bay and hung them over my front door for like protection too. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is. Sorry, I'm just amazing. having this moment. I, I can't know. stop. So I'm like, I just have to smell. Well, it. let's talk about another intoxicating yeah, okay. plant okay. called rose. Down. Rose, <laughs> not rosemary. You already talked about it. <laughs> called rose. <laughs> yeah, rose. Yeah, rose is a rose. Yeah. So when Veronica showed up at my house today, she smelled like roses. Because I have a rose cream that I put on. I have a rose cream that I put on too, but apparently I smell like patchouli when I put it on. <laughs> Well, I don't, yeah, I pretty much only, I, well, I use a lot of rose. Yeah. Like in, most people know, you could, like, there's a lot of rose in bath products and True. beauty products. True. It's very soothing and oh. nurturing. Like, it's, a, it's very soothing for the skin. It's also soothing for the soul. I don't know about you, but I smell a rose and I'm just like, <sighs> when I smell roses, I feel like Anne of Green Gables. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know how to talk about that, but um, <laughs> it's an association for me. It ha I think it's the era. It's mm. so it's something simpler nice. and more connected to, I don't know, I not to the land, but to just the rhythm. I can't, I should I should stop talking. <laughs> I, Clearly, I did not plan what I was going to say about Rose, but this is just what's coming to me organically right now is this like simplicity. There's something very simple about Rose. It's um, it's beautiful. It's scented. And yeah, and it's soothing, like you said. Um, well, and, you know, people look at a rose and they think of love and romance. Right. And I'm actually holding a yellow rose. So someone might say, Oh, friendship. Right. Hi, Emily. Hi, <laughs> this is yellowish. I'm guessing this is from mm -hmm. a different plant. It is from a different plant. Yeah, because yeah. it's got a slightly different hue of rose. Yep. One thing about roses that makes me really sad is that many of them have been bred for color. Not and scent. Right, and vision yeah. instead of the smell. And so some roses don't smell, which seems sad. Yeah. I really, I always buy a rose if if I were to buy a rose plant most of the places I've stayed in had a rose bush yeah but if I buy a rose I always buy it in bloom so I can smell it oh yeah because it's very disappointing to yeah. get a bare root and have it bloom and be oh there's no scent it's beautiful I mean rose is beautiful I mean that's part of it yes is like we use it in bath and body because like we feel beautiful when we put it on like you yeah. smell it and it hits you in this really sensual place like it makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, it does. And you know, when I, when we, so a true thing about roses, when we were trying to buy this house, my most successful spell I've ever done actually was to buy this house. And that's a whole other story, but which I may have told before. So apologies for the, you know, repetition, but we used rose petals off of mm. one of the rose bushes out front. Uh, because there's all these rose bushes in front of my house and we got Aaron, my, my husband and I gathered rose petals and did the spell together. Um, and so every time that ro rose plant blooms, mm. I feel like, oh, we're home. Like this is, this rose called us home. 
Wow. Uh, so I have that connection to it as well. Um, and, and the other thing I want to say about roses is they're actually good for you. So when you let you them can eat them, right? You can <laughs> eat roses. If you've ever had rose petal tea, tea is so my lovely. favorite. Oh, there's the Tulsi basil rose. That's what I drink. I love that one. I do too. So good. And I also, so if I, if my rose bushes are booming, I'll pick them. Um, like right before they're, you know, you have some mm-hmm. that are just about to go. So you pull the petals yes. and you can dry them Yes, and use them for tea or use them in your bath or, you know, crush yes. them up and put them in bath salts or. And just a note, if you choose to do this, you're going to want to spread your petals out and you want to keep them open. So they don't so mold. That, yes. Yeah. Otherwise they will mold because there is a lot of moisture in rose mm-hmm. petals, which is part of why. Uh, rose oil is so expensive is yes. because that scent has to get really distilled down, distilled down, distilled down. So if you've ever tried to purchase pure rose, rose oil, absolute oh, essential goodness. oil is like buying gold. It is, but yeah. it's heaven. It is. It's so amazing. Good. And a little goes a long way. Yes. Yep. Um, and when you let your roses just go, so if you don't go out and deadhead them, um, they will create rose hips. And rose hips yes. are full of vitamin C. Lots of vitamin C. Nice. So look, I know a thing about <laughs> you plants. Know so many things. <laughs> I actually know a lot more about plants than I give myself credit yeah. for. Um, but I don't realize I know it because it's all just sort of that integrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. And I think all of you will notice that about yourself as well. Yeah. Like, you know, people use rosemary, they rosemary chicken in their cooking. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um they use bay in their beans, you know, yeah. like we use these plants sometimes and we just, that's just what we do. We did, you know, and we don't look at it. Oh, I know about plants or, right. I, you know, what, what, what does this plant do? You, you probably know something. Right. You know? Right. You know how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's really so much of what, um, what our magic is about is, you know, and not, not to like simplify it so much, but it is, in some ways it is simple. There's this, how do you feel? What's, mm-hmm. what's the story that comes with that feeling? And then how does that create an intention or, you know, an action, which is the root of everything. So that might indicate how you might use it, right. you know, as yes. well. Like you were saying, like you used it for this special spell, right? you know, like if you knew that like, oh, when I use Bay, I feel cleansed and renewed, mm-hmm. then I might use that if I'm trying to to do that for myself, you know, right. oh, maybe, maybe I'll put that in my bath or maybe I'll, you know, yeah, make an oil out of it or, you know, totally. Cool. Thank yeah. you, Rose. I love yes, Rose. I it's love amazing. Rose too. Okay. So, okay. We got two more. Lavender. Lavender and sage. Oh my God. Let's talk about lavender since we're talking about flowers. Okay. Lavender people know so like oh yeah lavender is kind of like rose and like you you just see it everywhere you're like oh lavender basalts lavender so lavender is is highly antimicrobial um really you can use this for so lavender is like multi-purpose big thing i use lavender for is burns Really? So this, it's my go-to. It's the only thing that I notice because I'm a baker. I burn myself a lot. Um, I keep a bottle of lavender essential oil and is the only essential oil that I feel okay to tell people you can put lavender essential oil straight on the skin. Mm-hmm. Now I know some people are very sensitive and some, I'm going to full disclaimer. Yeah. Um, 
that even like a very, very, very sensitive person might have irritation, but I have never witnessed that. Um, so I keep a bottle of lavender essential oil right in my kitchen. So burn myself that goes straight on mm -hmm. immediately and nothing like I get no side effects from the burn. Like it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. To soothe burns. I never thought of that. I've used it for cold sores. I'll put lavender essential oil on my cold sores when I get them. Antiviral. Right. <laughs> right. So it, yeah. again, it's a, it's a very, it's a fascinating plant because it's easy to grow. It's drought tolerant. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a pollinator's dream. It like is. the bees the love bees it. Love it. Right. And it has all these amazing properties that are medicinal and, you know, just and magical. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, soothing is like we talk about, we said rose was soothing, but like if I were to pick like the number one plant to soothe something, yes, it would be lavender. Right. I mean, it's what you end up finding in a lot of like eye pillows. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the thing that I know in working with families and kids over time, it's the thing that parents are always like, yeah, I put lavender in my baby's room, yep. you know, in the essential oil and the, the diffuser bath. in the yep. bath, you know, all these. And like you were saying products, yep. there are so many body products and bath products that are lavender and, and they're not all created equal. I mean, I've, I have, I must admit, I've purchased some lavender, lavender. Again, I'm using my air quotes, uh, things that I'm like synthetic. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Synthetic. Like, What's up yeah. with that? That does not smell like lavender at all. I can't yeah. put that on my body. Like it's fragrance. It's yeah. a lavender fragrance. Don't yeah. get that. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. But yeah. if you can get your hands on some actual physical lavender plant, it's mm -hmm. it's powerful. It is. And if you if you can't grow lavender, the essential oil is yeah. indispensable. You can put it in almond oil or any oil, carrier mm -hmm. oil, like almond I said almond oil <laughs> olive oil yeah um anything and then you can rub it on your skin some people like it for headaches actually I don't like it for headaches it makes my headache worse oh I've never tried it for a headache yeah some yeah. a lot of people use it for headaches and it never works for me but lava people put lavender in cookies and oh yeah it's so yummy baking and like it's it's an amazing plant yeah, I made lavender and lemon verbena cookies one time that were the bomb. <laughs> you need to make me some. Just saying, okay. A lot of butter in that recipe, I think. But <laughs> well, it's a cookie. Yes, yes, yes. So thank yeah. you to lavender and spend some time with lavender if you have that opportunity. Because yeah. you know, it it is a magical plant and it has so much to offer. It just wants to offer. You yes. know? It's very giving. Yeah. All right. Sage. Sage. Yeah. So lots of different sages. There are a lot. Now, sages. So many. <laughs> is salvia. Is that the yes, correct salvia. Latin term? Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's so many salvias. Yes. So, so, yes, so yes. many. <laughs> and they're all pretty fragrant. Mm -hmm. They all have a certain fragrance in the leaves. Yeah, the, definitely. And most of them are antimicrobial. They have the same kind of okay. um, effects, you know. Um, and many of them are edible. Yes, I was just thinking of, of what are. is that one? Pineapple sage? Oh, pineapple sage. So good. Oh my gosh. So have you ever taken the blossom and sucked yes. the nectar out of it? Yes. Amazing. So good. It's so sweet. It's so, so yummy. Yeah. So sage is, let's talk about garden sage for a moment. So, Like culinary sage? Yeah, culinary yeah. sage. Thank you. Yeah. Garden sage. 
Oh my gosh, it's so strong. I have a sprig here that I'm sharing here with Emily. She has one of these stuffing. Stuffing. You put it in stuffing. Oh my gosh, it's so great. With mushrooms. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very savory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So sage, um, a lot this is a woman's plant. So this is like a lot of women will use it for tea. It's good for hormone balancing. I did not know that. Yes. So sage tea is a is a is a woman's plant, meaning it, it helps to helps with our hormones. Helps um, you wouldn't want to drink it in pregnancy. Some people might disagree with me, but I would just stay away from it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, a lot of people stay away from plants in pregnancy just because they're like, I don't know, right? So it's probably being just being cautious. Um, but uh, for menopause, really? Oh yeah, great, great. So oh, it's mainly, no mainly it's, it's going to work hormonally for, uh-huh. for women. So that's why we say it's a woman's plant. Got it. But also I read, I read the coolest book by Lynn Andrews many, many years ago. And this native American woman in the book was like, just all about sage tea. And then my sister went and worked with some native Americans um, in New Mexico. And she was saying, Oh yeah, they all, she's like, you would love these people. They all drink sage tea. <laughs> started laughing i was like yes yes um now is that culinary sage it's or... culinary sage okay yeah because i've had white yeah. sage tea i don't i don't know if i've ever had it in a tea maybe i have it's very it's strong very strong it's very yes. strong and, and yes. i like it because i love that i love things that are very strong in flavor mm-hmm. um but it's you know little goes a long way yeah yeah i'm, I'm a two tea bag kind of girl not for that tea <laughs> no way that's a one tea White bag sage, tea. I have pretty much just used it for smoke cleansing. Really? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I have actually had a white sage ointment. I think I even gave you, did I get you a white sage hydrosol Yes, time? it was so good. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But again, clearing. Yes, clearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the white sage specifically. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm guessing you could use the garden sage for that. Oh, but you totally why not? Can. You totally can use yeah. it for clearing. Have, have you used? I that have before? used it for clearing. I've made bundles actually with the culinary sage mm-hmm. and the lavender, nice. um, and then use that, dried that, and allow and use that for clearing. Nice. Um, and I've also ground it up into a powder to put on like a charcoal mm. um, after drying it. So nice. that's another way to use it. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a. Um, it's definitely a different scent than like what you might expect when you're like, I'm going to use sage. And then you realize, yeah. oh, this is culinary sage, not white sage. They're, yeah, they are very, very different. different. And when you sit with the plant, the culinary sage is much softer mm-hmm. and not just softer in the fact that the leaves are softer, but the vibration of it is just more gentle. Oh, it feels the white more sage gentle. is bold. Yeah. Yes, it bold. is bold. Yes. Like in the garden, I put her. So when I plant my garden. I talk to my plants, which I recommend for everyone. Totally. They need it. And when I plant a plant, I ask the plant, where do you want to be? So when I first moved into my new house and I had my white sage plant that I moved over, I asked her, I was like, okay, where do you want to be in my garden? She wanted right in the center. Oh, she wanted to be right in the center. And of course, like I'm thinking garden planning, like she's going to get huge. She's going to take over. Right. Like, but I couldn't argue. So I put her right in the center and she does. She is big and bold and she takes over. Nice. 
So yeah. Yeah. So my white sage plant died this last winter, mm. which makes me really sad because I've had it for 10 years, I think. And yeah. I had no idea that long. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bought, I bought that plant at Women's Herbal Symposium right after I moved into this house. Wow. So like, so now it'd be 11 years. Uh, and so I tended her and loved her and she's beautiful and she's so giving. I've, I can't tell you how much sage I've been able to pull off of there and make bundles and yeah. gift and whatnot. And this last winter for she some froze? reason, I don't know. She just didn't like, you know, they kind of get a little funky in the winter anyway. Yeah. 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 Little leggy and like yep, just not. Yep. Yeah. But she just didn't come back. And I went out there to try to prune back thinking, well, maybe she just needs this kind of tending. It's all dead. Wow. So it's really sad. That's very sad. I know. But hearing you say that, I'm thinking I just had that moment from um, from Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in the corner, right? Oh, and funny. I was thinking she's she's been in a corner and there's mm. other plants that have grown up around her since she was there. And maybe she just oh, couldn't thrive yeah, without taking her space up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, when you get your new plant, Emily. Yeah. Ask White Sage, where, where in the where garden do you, be? do you want to be? Because yeah. it's, uh, this is what I taught my daughter. And then we, we stopped. It was like, okay, where do you, like, I just got a lilac tree. Okay, oh. where do you want to be? And we just stand there and we listen. Yeah, nice. I like it. So if you take anything away from us today on this journey and our own experiences and feelings about plants and whatnot, Ask your plants. So you mm -hmm. should take, talk to your plants and ask them, where do you want to be in my garden? And what message do you have for me? How can I work with you? Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrap up for today's <laughs> podcast. Well, enjoy your plants, everyone. Yes. Happy spring. As I know some of you, even though it's cold, are probably starting to think about your gardens. So, you know, happy planning and planting. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember... You are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.